Hey everyone, welcome back to the Potter's House, the podcast where we discuss how biblical topics, church life, and current events impact our everyday lives. My name is Marcus Ionescu, and I'm still your host after all this time, and I am super, super excited to be back recording, uh, just, yes, metaphorically being with you guys here uh, through this medium, through this podcast, and I am super stoked to be back. And uh, I know I mentioned... Um, you know, one of the last few episodes or back in April and May of this year that um, as I was announcing my summer hiatus, my summer break, I was saying like, oh, maybe I'll release a special in the summer because I can't imagine myself taking a three-month break from recording. But uh, as June came along and July and then eventually the beginning of August, uh, you know, I was reminded of what I said, but I, I totally totally felt that break and it was good and it was great and I totally imagined myself not recording for three months and it was awesome it was definitely needed and I'm glad that I was able to get that time to refresh and start up this new season this new year with you guys and I am so excited guys it's been it's been a long time this is my one of my first episodes recording in, in months so hopefully I'm not too rusty but thank you guys for being patient and thank you guys for supporting um all along, uh, just over the last year while the episodes were being released during the breaks, um, just the the support was there. It was felt. So thank you guys. I really, really appreciate it. So as you guys can probably already tell, uh, this is going to be a solo episode, so I will not have any guests this week, but stay tuned for uh, next the next few weeks, the next following weeks to come. Uh, we will have uh, a variety of new guests uh, mixed in with some returning guests, so stay tuned for that. Uh, but first and foremost, I do want to make uh, just a couple of announcements. I want to say, first of all, thank you guys so much uh, for the people that I was able to meet and connect with in Charlotte, North Carolina um, at the Make Jesus Known event in July. Um, for those of you that were there or for those of you who follow our um, social media account, you were able to see that um, I was able to kind of start a little fundraiser over there. Uh, I was able to make an announcement on stage. And then I had my own table with, uh, you know, our very own exclusive Potter's House merch, the long sleeves that we released uh, this summer as we teamed up with uh, Treasures for Troubles and, um, you know, for their upcoming mission trip, uh, wherever it may be. But uh, basically, for those of you who weren't there, for those of you who um haven't been following the Instagram or any of the updates uh, that were coming. Um, you know, the Lord put on my heart to kind of just release merch out there just so we can team up with uh, with T for T and um, you know all proceeds, all profits are going to their upcoming mission trip. So uh, we were able to get a design out there. It was a little complicated just getting everything straight away, shipping stuff straight to um, North Carolina, and uh, just having the fundraiser out there. So thank you guys so much for everyone who was involved, for the new people that I was able to meet, for the old friends and old faces that I got to see as well. It was awesome. Thank you for everyone who supported uh, by getting a long sleeve, by supporting uh, just the mission organization and just, you know, just wearing that that long sleeve with pride. I really appreciate it. And it's, um, it's an absolute blessing. So uh, thank you guys for that. Thank you guys um, for those who modeled the shirts in North Carolina uh, 
I really needed you guys. You guys came through. I wasn't able to see the shirts before uh, we released them and started selling them. So um, I appreciate you guys just taking that step and just volunteering. And um, I hope you enjoy the shirts as well. And thank you, the leaders of Make Jesus Known, for making it all possible. It was a definitely an awesome experience to to be there with you guys. And uh, um, it was an absolute blessing for the podcast. So um, I really appreciate it. So thank you guys for supporting uh, just that weekend. It was an, it was an awesome and blessed weekend. So, uh, that was kind of the only big event I would say when it comes to the Potter's house over the past summer. Um, though we, you know, there wasn't any recording involved. We were able to do that and kind of just expose the show even more. So, um, that's that. I do want to make a couple of announcements before we jump into this episode. Um, First, and I, this is the new, brand new announcement. Uh, so, for those of you who have not been following the uh, Instagram account um, as of the past month or so, we did drop our official new website, and that website is thepottershouse.com. That's www.thepoddershouse.com. And uh, we're super excited. I know it's uh, something that I kind of announced like months ago. I think it was on the Faith Recalibration podcast when I when I guested for them. I kind of made this unplanned announcement where I wasn't even sure what I was going to do or if I was going to follow through with it. But uh, Lord willing, uh, you know, we were able to kind of get through of it, and we're we're blessed and thankful that uh, that I was able to get some help. I know my sister Larissa was very involved in that, so a big shout out to her for kind of taking charge of the media part of this podcast as I focus on, you know, the guests and the content and, and all of that. So uh, the website's up. It's where you can find uh, the remainder of the long sleeves. Um, if you go to the website, you scroll down, you tap on that. There, there aren't that many features up yet, but you can tap on the picture with the long sleeves. You can order it there. Um, if you're a local Southern California resident, you can just click on pick up a Bethel remaining Pentecostal church and I could just give it to you, or um, if you're uh, out of state or out of town or unavailable to, to meet up and pick it up, you can also uh, click the USPS uh, shipping option as well, which would be an additional $4. Um, but thank you guys for those of you who already um, did the online uh, orders. We already have a few of those out, and uh, we're looking forward to those uh, coming in. So uh, just a reminder, yep, yeah, all proceeds uh, for, for this project, for this fundraiser are going to um, Treasures for Troubles, T for T, their upcoming mission trip. So thank you guys for, for supporting that. I really appreciate it. And, uh, it's always nice to see just random people, whether it's social media or in person or in Charlotte, or even in uh, San Antonio, um, at the last conference, just seeing people just wear the long sleeve and it's, it's, it's super encouraging and it's awesome guys. So thank you guys so much. I really, really appreciate that. So, um, that's that also again, similar announcements to as what we had before. Uh, you can follow us for any and all updates on our Instagram account, which is at the Potter's house, uh, streaming platforms. The notable ones at least are, uh, Apple podcasts and Spotify. That's where you can find us. And if you do have an iPhone and you do listen to, uh, this podcast through Apple podcast, I would recommend, uh, or ask of you if you can, if it's not too much trouble, uh, to scroll down, uh, click on the podcast name, scroll down, tap the stars, uh, and leave a written review if you want. It really helps with the exposure of the show. 
and um, I guess iTunes has a certain algorithm, but if you do that, I'd really appreciate it. And for those of you who have already done that, I appreciate you doing that as well. And um, over these last couple months, as we had a break, uh, I have two new written reviews to read out loud on this episode, which is very common uh, as for those of you uh, who have been listening to this podcast before, but uh, I got two new ones and I'm going to read them both. Uh, The first one is from uh, Jay Constantine uh, with the subject header saying, great podcast. And the message says, been listening to this podcast for a while now. One of the best podcasts out there, especially in the Romanian American community. Can't wait for the new episode. Uh, thank you so much for for that for that review. I really appreciate it. And uh, second one, uh, the second review that I have to read over here is from uh, Michelle Morar, and it's the subject line says "far reaching podcast." Uh, and the message reads, "Thank you for your ministry. It was nice hearing a shout out to Texas in episode thirty seven. I recently found the Potter's house and have been listening to episode after episode since working from home and daughter is at school." The house has been too quiet. Uh, these po- these topics have been educational and inspiring, and I can't wait for your return in fall 2021. God bless and keep up the good work. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Jay, Constantine, and Michelle. I really appreciate it. Um, it's reviews like yours that just really help with the exposure of the show, and uh, not a, not even at a logistical level, but just in an, at an encouraging level. I I really really. Uh, appreciate that. So thank you guys so much. And for those of you who haven't done that yet, um, I'd really appreciate it if you did it as well. So that's that for announcements. Uh, wow. Kind of long for, <laughs> for announcements, but, uh, now kind of just to get to the gist of this episode, the topic, um, I did want to incorporate some solo episodes, uh, within this next season. Uh, it's not going to be too often, but in the past when I did have, episodes without a guest it was typically like a sermon that was pre-recorded one of my sermons that was pre-recorded and then me kind of introducing it and then kind of closing things off through the podcast and everything so uh this is a first time where i'm actually going to be sitting here and just talking directly to you guys so um we'll see i pray that god will just bless this time uh i've it has recently come to my attention that some of you guys listen to me at 1.5 speed so uh, I'll definitely do my best to kind of talk slower uh, if that's the case because I, I do want I do want this message to get across and it's been something that's been uh, just on my heart recently, even dating back to like earlier this year. So um, it's definitely something I want to talk about and uh, it's something that I just wanted to put on the podcast. So um, basically over the last few months, the Lord has been putting on my heart to really talk about just Jesus Christ, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Why do we, why do we believe what we believe? And um, if you're listening to this and maybe this is your first time listening to this podcast or maybe you don't have uh, a lot of experience with, with the church life or uh, maybe you haven't heard the gospel in a very long time, um, I would encourage you just to keep listening. And uh, for those of you who are regular listeners, I would encourage you to share this with someone that you know could benefit from it, which is basically everyone who is not in the faith. Um, it's a great opportunity to kind of just, you know, plug this in either in a group chat that you have with uh, coworkers or, or classmates, or maybe you're like, for those of you in, in school right now, maybe you're on Slack, that application that you use for these kind of things, and you just want to drop it in there. But 
Uh, the reason why we need to hear the gospel message, the gospel message of Jesus Christ, which is the fact that Jesus died for our sins and He rose again, is because what Romans ten seventeen says, and that's faith comes by hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ. Uh, that's 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 where the faith comes from. We need to hear, and we need to articulate the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, there's this very common saying that I've heard a lot through churches and social media, and it's it comes from you know several hundred years ago where uh, this guy named Saint Francis Assisi, I think his name is, and it says um, you know preach the gospel at all times and use words if necessary. And you know while I believe the intention behind this quote was was good. Um, Unfortunately, that's not the case. Um, we can't use words if necessary. I, words are very necessary, and just like this verse that we just read, um, it's it's very important because that's how faith comes to be. It's by hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Now, that doesn't mean that our actions shouldn't reflect our words. I think it's really important that it does. And uh, you know, the Bible even teaches us that you know, faith without works is dead. But at the same time regardless of anything, we need to articulate the good news. We need to articulate the gospel. Uh, we need to articulate who Jesus Christ is and why he came to this earth so that people can come to the faith. That's something that we have to discuss, and that's why I kind of wanted to do this episode, and that's why I'm going to go through just a few simple steps over here to make sure that we're equipped to articulate the message of the gospel to someone in our circle, to someone at school, work, wherever it may be. Maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's someone who is, who has been sitting next to you in church all these years and just hasn't really grasped it. So um, that's basically the message and the heart behind this episode. But uh, like I said, let's get right into it. If this is your first time being exposed to the gospel, I, re- I pray that you know the Holy Spirit may just touch your heart and may work in you. And uh, after listening to this episode, whether it's partial or the full episode. Uh, If there's questions you may have, if there's a, I don't know, a weird conviction that you have or something that that, that, that just stirring inside of you that that you can't really explain, I would recommend um, basically reaching out to the person that sent you this episode, or you can even reach out to me through the social media or the email, which is tagged, um, which is added on my Instagram uh, bio as well. So uh, do that, and I really encourage you to do that, and I pray that God will continue to to complete his work as he's promised us to do. So, gospel. What does the gospel mean? The gospel means the good news or good message. And um, one thing to consider uh, when you, whenever you're articulating the gospel to someone who, let's say, is not a believer or regardless of where they stand with God, but the thing to keep in mind is that news like we know the gospel is good news. News is never considered good unless it meets a bad situation. So unless we have a bad situation, unless that person recognizes that they're in a bad situation and that they need help, the news won't appear to be good to them. It's 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 very relative and, and depending on uh, where their mindset is at. Now, I'm not saying that the gospel can't transform a certain person because they're so far gone or they're so against God. That's that's not true. That's not what I'm saying. The gospel definitely transforms. Jesus Christ transforms. Um, but we know in Scripture, even in 1 Corinthians uh, 1.18, I believe, it says that the, the word or the message is the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, 
but to those of us who are saved, that is the power of God. So there's an aspect of humility, and we'll, we'll get to there, where we have to submit to God and we have to recognize that we are in a state of total depravity before um, before everything else can kind of come into play. So uh, the analogy that I like to think of it, and it's, it's a pretty good analogy, and uh, it's something that's very relatable that you can kind of plug yourselves in, is this um, analogy, imagine basically you go to work, you're at school all day and you come home and you haven't eaten a single thing. Like you're, you're starving, you skip lunch, maybe you work through lunch, maybe you study through lunch, whatever it may be, you're, you're hungry and you come home and let's say, imagine you're living with your parents still. You come and you walk in, your mom's making dinner. It's in the process of being cooked. You smell it, you're salivating, you're hungry and then you eat that dinner and it's, it's, it's so good to you. Uh, you appreciate so you appreciate it so much more because you recognize the fact that you're very hungry and you haven't had anything all day. So imagine that feeling, and then imagine a feeling. Let's say it's after Thanksgiving, right? You have all the meals, all the different types of food that you can possibly have on this holiday, turkey, whatever it may be, and you're stuffed, you're full, you're already watching football, and then your mom offers you that same meal as we talked about before. How is that going to appeal to you, right? How are you going to see that? You're not going to see it as something good. You're not going to see it as something appealing. You're going to basically not have any attraction towards it right you some of us may be even repulsed right when we're we're so full and someone offers us food as if you've ever been to your remaining grandmother's house um you can definitely relate to that but you're almost repulsed by it right and this is how this is how it is for someone who doesn't adequately grasp or denies his or her own spiritual depravity right they will not see the gospel as good news because they don't see the fact that they're living in sin they don't recognize the fact that um they need a savior because they think they're doing whatever they want. They think that their decision and their will for their own lives is superior to all other uh, just thinking and whatever it may be. So it's very important that uh, we keep that in mind as we're talking to people because we have to tailor this this articulation of the gospel so that people can truly understand um why they need to be saved. And that's why it's important to focus on the beginning parts, which we're going to talk about in this episode, because if people don't recognize the beginning parts uh, of the gospel, they're not going to accept the the end part of it, right? So um, I would say before we get into anything specific, a couple of passages of scripture I want to read. Um, I'm not going to read all of them because it would take way too much time, but uh, one thing you can read, you can read... Um, Acts chapter 10, 36 to 43 talks, you know, kind of includes the gospel message over there. You can also check out uh, Acts 13, 32 through 39. And uh, this also is similar and it, it includes the message. It's kind of a integrated and incorporated in, in those verses. Um, but the two passages I do want to read is from Romans 1, uh, 1 through 7. So this is the big first seven verses of the book of Romans. Paul is writing and this is how he opens up this passage, uh, this letter to the to the Christians living in Rome. And he says, verse 1, Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle, uh, apostle uh, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. Concerning his son, who was descended from David, according to the flesh, and was declared to be the Son of God in power according to the Spirit of holiness 
by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord, through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among all the nations, including you who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. To all those in Rome who are loved by God and called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ. So, this is just an opening. This is an introduction, a greeting. And Paul automatically in the first seven verses includes the gospel message in, in, in his greeting to this, to this church uh, out here in Rome. And he, in, he says it, uh, prophets in the Holy Scriptures concerning his son, descended from David, um, declared the son of God, holiness by his resurrection from the dead, grace, apostleship, being called, all these different key words are integrated in here, and he's basically articulating the gospel as he opens up this letter. So now that's one example, but the the second passage that I want to read from, this is the passage that I'm going to kind of take my points from, is um, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 8, and I'm going to quickly read through it right here, and it says, um, verse 1, uh, chapter 15, verse 1 says, Now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received in which you stand, and by which you are being saved, if you hold fast to the word I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, which is Simon Peter, Then to the twelve, then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Last of all, as to one untimely born, he also appeared to me. So this is Paul writing and basically he spells it out very clearly. Um, He even mentioned that he he brought forth the gospel to the to this Corinthian church uh, previously in the letter. So um, there are four concepts that I want to focus on, and we can we can derive them from this passage and the other passages that I mentioned earlier. But there are four important concepts to keep in mind as we're talking about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, first, it's sin. If you want to present the gospel, if you want to articulate the gospel to uh, either a single person uh, or a group of people or whatever it may be. You have to talk about sin. That's very important. Uh, second concept you have to talk about is spiritual death or separation from God, which is the result of sin. So the gospel could only be effective, uh, I guess, logically for someone who's accepting it logically, is that they have to understand that there is separation from God because of our sin. And we're going to talk a little bit about that more in depth, and we're going to reference some passages, passages of Scripture Um, Next, we have to talk about the divine substitution of Jesus Christ. He came to die for all of our sins. And lastly, uh, this is just as important as the previous four, if not probably the most important, is the resurrection. And I feel like this is kind of overlooked a lot whenever the gospel is being explained because... um, Without the resurrection, there's there is no life in us, right? We have to, we are died to our old selves, and we are resurrected with Christ uh, in, in when we're born again. So that's also a very important concept. So the four concepts, just to kind of keep in mind: uh, sin, spiritual death, divine substitution, and resurrection. Those are four things that we need to 
keep in mind as we go forth and um, as I present this to you, as I t articulate this to you, uh, what I want to do um, is basically talk about four different attributes of God and I guess the consequence or the repercussion and or I would say maybe like the story um, and, and how it applies to the message of the gospel. So uh, I want to talk about four different attributes of who God is and how he is and how that reflects um, just in us in, in the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So when you're presenting the gospel of Jesus Christ to someone uh, the, and you want to be a little more in depth, depending on how much time you've got, uh, the first thing you have to talk about, the first attribute of God that you need to mention is that, number one, God is holy. God is holy. Now, what does holy mean? What does holiness mean? It means to be set apart. Basically, God is holy and he is the, He is set apart from everything else, from, from all of us, from everything in existence, right? Because he is holy. And uh, we, we see this in a lot of different scriptures, um, you know, he is holy, he is without blemish, he is without sin, he is perfect, he is almighty, he is all these different things. And um, before we talk about our own selves and our own sin, we have to recognize that God is holy. Um, Isaiah 6.3 says, And one who called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts, the whole earth is full of his glory. 1 Samuel 2, uh, verse 2 says, There is none holy like the Lord. There is none besides you. There is no rock like our God. And uh, 1 Peter 1, 15-16 says, But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, since it is written, You shall be holy, for I am holy. So God is completely without evil. He, he does no wrong. He is holy. And the only way that we can understand the, the concept of the gospel and, and, and the base of it should be that God is holy. And then we're going to see how that kind of reflects uh, on our own lives. So we understand that God is holy and we explain that to someone. We articulate it to them. We show the scriptures that kind of uh, talks about that. So God is holy, but what do we do? What are we, right? If God is holy, we are sinners, right? Number two is I sin. You and I sin. Um, Romans 3, 10 through 12 says, as it is written, and it's actually referencing Psalm 14. Uh, Romans 3, 10 through 12 says, um, none is righteous, no, not one. No one understands. No one seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. Uh, Ecclesiastes 7.20 says, Surely there is not a righteous man on earth who does good and never sins. So the whole point of this is that we are sinners, right? We sin. There is not a single person on this planet um, that ever lived besides Jesus Christ that was without sin, that was righteous uh, based off their own deeds. And uh, that's something that we really have to recognize. And that's the whole good news thing I was talking about earlier, right? That's the bad situation that we have to recognize that we're in. And um, a lot of people, especially people who are not familiar with the with the scriptures, with the gospel, with, with church or whatever it may be, um, they understand like the Ten Commandments. Like, okay, Christianity is like a rule book. We have the Ten Commandments and we can't break them. And which is true, right? We have a lot of, um, there, there are sins by commission and the way that we, commit those sins is if we break the the law if we break god's law 
But there's also other ways that we can sin that we find in the New Testament. Um, we have sins of commission, which is mean, which means breaking the rules by an action that we commit. And uh, there's also James chapter 4 talks about sin by omission. And what that is essentially is when there's something good to be done that we know that is good and we refuse to do it or we neglect to do it, uh, God also counts that as sin. So uh, either doing something that is sinful or not doing something that could potentially be good, um, that is sin as well. And then we know, obviously, in Matthew chapter 5, um, uh, in the middle of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, he talks about the inward sin, right? Um, the Old Testament talked about committing sin on the outside, um, to other people, but Jesus talks about uh, committing sin inwardly with our thoughts, and he he most um, he basically describes this with uh, he he says if you look upon another woman with with lust and desire, you have committed adultery in your heart. Obviously, outside the boundaries of marriage, and uh, he also said if you if you harbor hate or anger towards a brother, you have committed murder in your heart. So. Sin is not only on the outside and the actions that you physically do, but it can also be uh, from the heart as well, the the inward sin. So we are all guilty of this. And uh, if you want to know how many people are guilty with this, you can look up those Ray Comfort evangelism videos. And uh, he kind of goes through everything. He starts off by saying, I, I forget the introduction, but he gets to the point. He's asking, like, do you think you're good? And do you think you're going to go to heaven? If, you know, assuming that they believe in heaven and hell. Um, and most people will say, yeah, I, I think I go to, I'm going to go to heaven because X, Y, and Z, because I think I'm a good person and because I feel like I'm keeping the commandments. And then Ray Comfort will point out those um, just outstanding issues like, hey, like, have you ever lusted after someone? And they'll say, yes. Have you ever lied? Have you ever stolen something? And more likely than not, the answers will be yes. And then he says, well, according to the law, you're you're bound for hell. And that's kind of like how he kind of introduces uh, his his articulation of the gospel. So one thing we have to understand is that we all sin, right? We've turned away from, disobeyed, and offended a holy God. He is holy. We are not. He is righteous. Uh, on our own, we are not. And uh, one thing I want us to understand is that we are not sinners because we sin. We are not sinners because we sin. As a matter of fact, we sin because we are sinners, right? We're not defined as sinners. We're not um constituted or labeled as sinners because of all the sins that we commit. No, from the very beginning, we are sinful. We are born as sinners. That is that is how we are made. That is what the flesh is. And um, that, that's that's how we were through Adam, right? Because of the fall of man in, in Genesis chapter 3, uh, every, every person born of Adam, basically, or born of Eve uh, thereafter is born into sin. And that's a big reason why if you, you look at uh, the early Gospels or the early parts of the Gospels where it talks about Jesus' uh, immaculate conception and the virgin birth and all of that, um, he was not born, uh, you know, he was not conceived by man. He was actually conceived by uh, through the Holy Spirit. So that's, that's, uh, that's one thing to keep in mind. But because we're all born into this world, because of the sin of the first two people on this planet, we are all born into sin. And the way that we can kind of think about this is, um, and this is kind of a, bear with me, this is kind of a more out there um, explanation and example, but for those of you who have done research or heard a lot about time travel, right? Um, one thing that, one very common uh, aspect of time travel is called the grandfather paradox. And this is how they use 
this is I guess, I guess this is an argument that they used to disprove it, but uh, the grandfather the grandfather paradox basically entails that you as a person would go back in time to when your grandfather was a child, and then you know this is kind of morbid, but you basically kill him, you kill your own grandfather before your grandfather has children, and then as a result of that. Your, your father is dead, you're dead, your whole line, even all your descendants will never, will cease to exist, exist because, you know, you killed your grandfather. And then they're kind of saying like, okay, how is that possible? Will you ever, if, you, if, you, if your grandfather doesn't exist anymore and then you don't exist, would he ever end up going back in time? And there's, it's a whole complicated circle of things. But the reason why I'm saying this is because, because of Adam's sin, let's say he's our great, great, great times X to the 100th power, whatever, grandfather, because of his sin, we are all born spiritually dead. We're all born into this life of sin. We have to understand that. So um, maybe you think you, <laughs> you've lived a spotless, great, good life, but I'm sorry to tell you, even if you kept your commandments, um, we were born sinners, and that is why we commit sin. So First, we have to understand that God is holy. Second, we have to understand that we all sin. We have all fallen short of the glory of God. And uh, thirdly, we have to understand that this is another attribute of God. We have to understand that God is just, right? God is holy and he is also just. Uh, Numbers 14, 18 says, The Lord is slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, forgiving iniquity and transgression, but he will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation. So the point of this is we have to understand that God cannot ignore sin. Because he is holy and because we are sinners, uh, God cannot just sweep it under the rug. He can't just overlook it. He cannot ignore sin because he is just and there has to be a consequence for every wrongdoing that we commit. Um, Even if it's through all these different generations as this uh, passage was talking about. But um, we know, understand that God is just and Because God is just, number four, we see that you and I are separated from God. Now, it's not a it's not a matter of God, you know, just condemning people or or he looks at us and he sees that we're sinful and he's just throwing us away. No, the Bible actually tells us that is it is because of our sin uh, that we are away from the Lord, that we that there's a separation. And we see this uh, in Isaiah 59, uh, verse 2, and it says, But your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. Uh, Basically what it says, it's our iniquities, it's our sin. Because our sin exists, because we're born into this, and because God is holy and he is just, there is an automatic separation that, that happened Unfortunately, back in Genesis chapter 3, when Adam and Eve were expelled from the Garden of Eden, uh, in a spiritual sense, there's automatic separation between us and God because we are sinners and he is holy. So, yes, while he cannot overlook um, sin, we're still, you know, we're still separated from God. Um, And uh, another passage we see here, and this is a very common passage, uh, this was actually the verse that I got, I had it on my Instagram bio for a while, and I also got it stitched on my Letterman jacket, but... Uh, Romans 6.23, it says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So, what is, I want to ask you this question. What does life look like without God? Well, this passage over here tells us that it's death, right? For the wages of sin is 
death. Now, let's talk about wages for a second, right? Because most of you know this in the context of a workplace. Um, whether you're in school or, and you're working part-time or you're full-time working, whatever it may be, uh, there, whenever you work, you, you receive a wage, right? You receive a certain compensation for the work that you do. And uh, I want us to think of it like this, right? Where if we're working for sin, let's say sin is our employer and we're living this life and we're living without Jesus Christ and we, we don't care about the church, we don't care about redemption or any of that, and we're working our entire lives, our 70, 80, 90 year lives as, you know, for sin, as sin is being our employer, what is our wage going to be? What is going to be the compensation, the the consequence, the result of all the work that we put into sin? Well, Romans 6.23 says that the wages of sin is death. So all that work, all the partying, all the physical pleasures that we can that we can experience in this lifetime will count for nothing because the wage of all of that will lead straight to death. And that'll be eternal death. And that's something to keep in mind. So it's 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 very scary. So if right now you you're in the middle of this episode right now and you you see yourself, you recognize, okay, God is holy, he hasn't committed any wrong, I'm a sinner. Uh, because he's just, I'm separated from him. Because there's a separation between me and God, if there's no, if there's no substitution, if there's no um, intercession, then what am I going to do? Because I'm on, I'm on my highway to hell, so to speak. Um, so that's something to definitely keep in mind, and that should be a sobering thought uh, when we're when we're reading through Scripture and uh, as we're understanding the gospel. So we're separated from God now what's next, right? Because we're kind of, at this point of the gospel, we're kind of depressed. This is where you might start losing some people and and uh, they might become discouraged. But number five, another attribute of God, and it is one of the most important attributes, and, it, and it's that God is love. God is holy, God is just, and God is love. First John 4, 8 says, anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. He is love. So if you if you you're, if you're a self-proclaiming Christian and you label yourself as Christian, you don't love people, and that's in the context of loving your neighbor as yourself or loving as Christ has loved you, then the Bible says right here you do not know God, and that should be another sobering thought. Um, so that's very important as well. And then obviously the most popular, well-known verse in Scripture and. People, people, even those people who don't go to church or maybe haven't even read the Bible may know this verse or recognize this verse, and that's John 3.16. And this is basically the answer to the problem that we have when we're separated from God because of our sin. And the answer is, and this is what John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Now, that is an amazing verse that's that's so encouraging to read. But what I want us to to look at, and this is for those of you, um, you know, Bethel Youth Orange County that were that was at this um, most recent youth camp that we were, we were at with uh, Pastor Jeff, uh, who, by the way, might be a future um, guest on this uh, podcast. Um, he was describing God's love through the context of this verse, and he was actually breaking it down grammatically. So this is this is basically how the beginning part of the verse is broken down. So. We see that for God so loved the world. Now, I want us to look at this really quick. And it's, it, the meaning is not, if we let's say we scrambled up the, the words a little bit. It doesn't mean God loved the world so 
he gave his son, right? That's that's what we would we would call in, in you know in a grammatical sense, it's called the subordinating conjunction, right? We're we're basically conjoining these two different thoughts and you know, because of this, we do this. But that's not the case, right? That's not that's not what this uh, passage intended. And you can even go back in, in the Greek to to look at this. But the word "so" is an adverb, right? Um, and an adverb, for those of you who have been out of school for a, for a long time, is basically a word that describes a verb. Um, adjectives describe nouns. Adverbs describe verbs. So "so" is an adverb. And what is it describing? What is the verb in the context of this um, of this verse? And, and the verb is loved. So think of it like this. John over here in this passage is describing basically the the intensity and the gravity of the love that God for ha- that God had for the world, that he would send his only son to die for our sins. For God so loved the world. He so loved the world. He so loved you. He so loved me that he was willing to give it all up his only begotten son who was without blemish to come on this earth to live for 33 years to do full-time ministry for three and a half years to call people to to be rebuked to be beaten to be shamed to be crucified to die and he did that because he so loved you and he so loved me and that's and that's just amazing that's that should be so encouraging that you know and we see this in um even Romans says this in uh, Romans 5, 8 through 9. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still sinners, as while we were still filled with iniquity, while we were still undeserving, God lo- so loved us that he sent his only son to die for our sins. And that should be just an amazing thought to have. And, and we see here at the end of this verse that, you know, Whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Now, if some people, and we understand that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and he is the only way to the Father, uh, but if some people are on, you know, if they believe in Jesus, um, if they have eternal life, what does the rest of the world have? If there's eternal life, then there has to be eternal death. And that's that's just... Uh, Something that we have to consider when we're when we're just passing by the people that we pass by every single day, the people that we interact with, the people in our circles. If there are people who have not heard the gospel from you, and I'm not talking about how you know Saint Francis said it with with your actions and the fact that you don't drink with them, the fact that you don't laugh at their jokes or curse or whatever. If they don't hear that you're articulating the gospel, I want you to keep in mind that if they're not on the path to spirit to eternal life, then they're most definitely on the path to eternal death. And that should really motivate us. Um, if, if not that, at least the love of God that is just inside of us, you know, working through us through the Holy Spirit, that should that should be definitely uh, a motivating factor. So God is love, and that is amazing. And because God is love, as we read in, in John chapter 3, uh, verse 16, uh, we, we understand the divine substitution, right? Jesus Christ, the sinless Son of God, bore the weight, and the consequences of my sin, of your sin, on the cross. And he, in fact, because of all of that, because he took on this, the sin of the world, he, for a brief moment, was separated from God as well. He bore that consequence. And we see that, um, you know, Jesus had a few statements while he was on the cross, and one of them was, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Um, and that was the brief moment where he just took on all the sin of the world 
and um, you know he died and he rose again so that we can have eternal life. Um, you know, First Peter three eighteen says, "For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous." So the righteous being Christ, the unrighteous being us, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit. So there had to be a, a payment. There had to be atonement for our sins. There had to be some consequences because we know that God is just. But at the same time, he is love. And he loved the world and he sent his only son so that you and I could have a chance for eternal life. If we believe in Jesus Christ, if we follow him, and if we just listen to the commands that scripture gives in us, if we're born again, if the Holy Spirit is residing in us, all of that. So it's it's just amazing to see that 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 someone so holy, so, someone so um, without blemish, without sin, without ever doing any evil, without ever committing sin, will come to this earth, be born as a man, and die for our sins, to bear the consequence of our sin, and basically take that away, take that consequence away from us, so that we may have a chance at everlasting life. And um, as we're wrapping up, I have a couple other things to add. Uh, first of all, God is, you know, next actually, God is Almighty. Another attribute, um, you know, Genesis 17 talks about um, the Lord appearing before Abram, and He says, "I am God Almighty. Walk before Me and be blameless." God Almighty translated into the Hebrew is El Shaddai. And because God God is almighty and all-powerful, we see the last part of the gospel. And like I said, one of the most important parts, and that's the resurrection. Uh, Acts 2, 32 through 33 says, This Jesus God raised up. So this Jesus God raised up, and of that we are all witnesses. Being therefore exalted at the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured out this that you yourselves are seeing and hearing. First uh, Peter 1 uh, verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And lastly, we see Romans 6 4. We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we might, we too might walk in newness of life. Three days later, the grave could not hold him. That stone was moved away and Jesus Christ rose again. He rose again so that we may rise again as well, so that we may have a chance at, as, as this passage says, to walk in newness of life, that we may be a new creation. And the Bible tells us that we are a new creation in Jesus Christ. Jesus didn't come on this earth so that he may patch the scars and the wounds that we have. He doesn't want to fix um, the old self, right? Our old selves. He doesn't want to um, patch it up, right? He wants us, our old selves, to die and for us to be born again through him and to walk uh, in this world, in the newness of life, so that we may be a new creation in Jesus Christ. And and one of the most beautiful verses in Scripture is Galatians 2.20 that says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So if you want to, if you're wondering why, because obviously we still have sin in this world, and, and you know, while we're still in these unglorified bodies, while we're still here on this earth serving um, God and answering and completing his commission, 
we still fall into sin and and we're we're so grateful for the grace that was brought through Jesus Christ but I want to encourage you that when we're born again when you accept Jesus Christ truly not not just some maybe altar call that you've been to once in your life but if you truly submit your life to God and you accept Jesus Christ not only as your Lord but also as your Savior um, you're going to be born again and it's not going to be your old self that's going to be there it's going to be a new creation that you're going to see um, in Jesus Christ and those old desires will be you know out the door and the Bible says that God will give us a new heart and our desires will match the desires of um, our Lord Jesus Christ and we see this as a great example in Acts chapter 9 when we're talking about the conversion of of Saul of Tarsus right Apostle Paul um, as he's later renamed but he was a man on a mission to persecute and kill Christians and just to get rid of this gospel, get rid of this message of Jesus Christ and 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 all of that. But God intervened and, and changed his life on the spot. And from a man who was on a mission, who had hatred for God's for, for Jesus' disciples, he was changed and within a very short amount of time he was preaching nonstop to the synagogues and in various cities. And he he took the time to just learn the scriptures and basically modeled his life to, to, to live for the Lord, to, to serve Jesus Christ and preach his name to, to all the Gentiles. So that's what we need to do. That's what we need to understand. We have to understand that only Jesus Christ is the way to this life. And um, if you're listening to this and you've never you know, heard the gospel being spoken like this, I, you know, I hope that you know, it's not my word. It's not the way that I put it together that that should convict you, that should change your mind. It's I'm just, I'm just a sinner like you uh, guys. I'm just, you know, I'm I'm imperfect. I'm probably not the best person to kind of be talking about this. I'm sure there are way more qualified people out there, but I want to articulate it in a way where it can be understandable, right? Comprehensible to those people who have maybe never heard it like this, so that. You know, maybe the curiosity is there and you, you look further into it, or maybe the conviction is there from the Holy Spirit, um, you know, that the Holy Spirit may be working and it may not be me. So um, that's it, guys. That's it. That's you know, Jesus Christ is the only way. Um, you know, God is God is holy. Uh, you know, we're sinners. We, we don't deserve to be in his presence. Um, we are separated from him because he is just. There has to be some consequence. Um, but he loved us so much that he sent his only son to die for our sins and through his resurrection we are raised again and we have an opportunity to spend eternity with god in his kingdom forever and the bible even says that same power that raised jesus christ up from the grave lives in you and me those of us who have been born again those of us who have committed our lives to christ and committed to serving um him with everything that we do so i encourage you um Again, like I said at the beginning of the episode, if you're if you got this far, um, if you're if if you're curious, if you have questions, uh, please reach out to the person who sent this to you, um, or you can reach out to me through uh, the Instagram or through email or whatever way you can find. Um, but also for those of you who are regular listeners, um, you know I appreciate you guys listening so much. I appreciate um, all the support that you've given me, either verbal or through reviews or through recommendations or anything through the shirts through everything i really appreciate it and um if you're listening to this i recommend just sending it to someone sending it to someone that you know could benefit from this um whether it's like i said within your school circles within your work circles maybe it's a family member um it could do no harm um you know it may not have a 
it's not going to have an effect on every single person because only the Lord knows um, when it comes to that. But uh, it's it's definitely better than just walking by and never saying anything. And and if you know if you, maybe you never knew how to articulate the gospel, if you learn something from this, that's awesome. That's great. Uh, use it. Make sure you don't exclude any point of uh, that I mentioned earlier because. You know, if we talk about the gospel without sin, that's not the true gospel. If we talk about the gospel without resurrection, that's not the true gospel. And if we talk about the gospel without mentioning Jesus Christ, that's that's not the gospel at all, right? That's that's not the good news. The good news is that, like I said, God sent his son to die for our sins because we were on the path to eternal damnation and that through Jesus Christ, if we believe in him, if we follow him, if we submit our lives to him and answer his call, that we may have eternal life with him forever. And I just encourage you to just keep living uh, your life for the Lord, keep serving in every way that you can do, and keep just being in tune to his voice, that you may have an opportunity to just take this message and just use it uh, and, and and speak it and articulate it to any person that you come across. So um, thank you guys so much uh, for your support. Thank you guys for listening. If you got this far, uh, like I said, please share it through the Instagram, uh, through the Spotify link, or through text message, or any other group messaging app. Share it as much as you can. I would really appreciate it. And, uh, um, you know, I, I'm just I'm just really grateful for every single one of you. So that wraps up this episode, the first episode back. I'm so excited to be back. Um, hopefully I didn't talk too fast at certain points of the episode, but uh, I, just, I just hope that God has just continued to work in each and every one of our ministries. So as we wrap things up, uh, if you want to follow us for any uh, and all updates, essentially, you can follow us on our Instagram at the Potter's House. Um, you can also listen to uh, these episodes via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and a couple of a couple of other streaming platforms. Um, if you have a, if you're listening through Apple Podcasts or if, or if you have an iPhone, please tap that purple app, the podcast app. Tap the Potter's House. Scroll down. Um, tap the five stars. Or, um, or and leave a written review because it really helps with the exposure of the show and I will read that review um, on the show as well. And last but not least, uh, the exciting news is that we have that website that just dropped, um, thepottershouse.com. So if you want to still get a shirt and support the, the fundraiser and the charity, um, please order the online long sleeve uh, through that way. So um, also a quick thing about the website of, uh, this is just the beginning part of it. Uh, obviously, I want to expand it as we continue. Um, hopefully, I'll be able to create a tab where we have like a certain web player on there, and we can I can actually post the episodes on the website, um, so you can listen it listen to it directly there. Right now, it only has links to Spotify and to Apple Podcasts, uh, but hopefully, we can get that set up in these next few months, and then even beyond that, I want to add some other things, but I'll keep you up to date as we, as we get that far. So thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for supporting, um, for Charlotte, for, for everything guys. It was, it was an awesome, uh, awesome break. I'll be honest, but it's so awesome to be back and I'm excited for this, for this round two that we're going to embark in. So thank you guys so much. And, uh, we will see you next time. <laughs>